This is the best. 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 Best practices in education and Odyssey School podcast. Let's fly away in a cloud. We'll go down to Odyssey. This podcast aims to offer professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. My name is Megan Martell, and I'm excited to be back in the studio this week with Shirley Rotolo, our kindergarten teacher. And Shirley has been teaching for the last 18, maybe 20 years. We're working on 20 years. I'm getting nods. (laughs) She's been at Odyssey for the last eight years and for the last two years has been in our elementary program. She has several degrees in early education and uh, she's a graduate from Western Carolina University. She has been involved in diversity programs such as building bridges and cultural competence awareness and taking the Young Hispanic Dual Language Learners Achievement class. She's also an accomplished visual artist with a particular interest in Chinese painting and a speaker of four languages, English, French, Italian, and Patois, or French Creole. I'm very excited to have you in the studio. I'm excited to be here, spending this time to share my best practice. Yeah, and so tell us, what is your best practice? How did you come to your best practice, just this time in particular, and then in general? What is it like coming up with a best practice presentation? My best practice is about the importance of reading aloud from the early years through high school. I decided to do my best practice on that specific topic because I do a daily read aloud with my students, and I just wanted to know what kind of benefits are they getting from the early years through high school? What are the benefits of reading aloud to all the different grade levels? Nice. And, you know, one of the things that our teachers have to do is think about what is the best practice for them in their own classroom and then how to translate that Mm -hmm. and make it interesting and applicable for a room full of teachers pre-K all the way through 12th grade. So you did a really great job of that in particular for this presentation. Is it hard to come up with a topic? I don't find it very hard to come up with a topic. I, I sit and think about what I'm doing with my students and pick a topic that I feel that I I can really connect to and that's important to me. And I pick a topic that I feel that maybe that I would like to know more about. And I also tend to pick topics that that I feel like will benefit the teachers in my school and also my students. Nice, yeah. Okay, so this one in particular came out of something that you are inspired by on a daily basis in your own classroom. Exactly. Reading aloud is very important in my classroom. It's a time for my students to sit and listen to a a good story or just something that, let's say something might be going on in our classroom. Maybe there, there might be emotions around things that might be going at home. So reading aloud is a great time for me to possibly find books related to these these specific topics and it helps my students connect to what they might be feeling or might be going through in school or at home. Awesome. So in your presentation you included images of Mm -hmm. our teachers throughout the grade levels. Mm -hmm. Did you also interview them in preparation for your presentation? 
I wanted to know if all the grade levels were doing reading out loud. So I specifically went to each class and asked them, are you reading out loud to your students? And I was happy to hear that their entire school is reading aloud to all their students. So what did you find? I found that the teachers enjoyed reading aloud to the students because it was a way to connect with them. It was a way to build security with the students. It was also a way to help them read different genres. Yeah, genres. Genres. It's very French. Okay, (laughs) just like, is that English way for saying that genre? Okay. Um, it was a way, a great way to help introduce students that might not read such things as the classics. So they got to uh, hear about nonfiction and fiction books that they generally might not decide to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at every level, it seemed like folks were allowing their students to reach up and be exposed to or maybe even to access mm-hmm. texts that were more challenging than they would be able to tackle on their own for homework, for example. Right? Exactly. Did your parents read aloud to you when you were little? Um, When I was growing up, books were very important in our household. I always saw my mom reading a book. When I would see my mom reading, I would always ask her, what are you reading? Or can you tell me what the story is about? And through her books, she introduced me to uh, the classics. As a result of that, I love reading the classics. Is there a particular book that you remember being read aloud to you, either as a student or at home? I remember my mom reading The Secret Garden to me, and going through these adventures brought so much excitement to me, and it was also a time for me to spend time with my mom and enjoy her company and bond with my mother. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think... I have similar memories like that, and my mom actually recorded her reading books aloud on a cassette tape, not to totally date myself, but at least it wasn't on a vinyl record, right? Um, And I used to play that at night when she was over it. (laughs) Just, I needed to listen to stories. It was something that was really important to me from a very young age. And I'm curious, um, for you as an adult now, what your experience is like when you read to kids, knowing there are all these cognitive benefits and and things that are going on in their little brains, you're activating their imagination and you're helping them hear fluency and and introducing them to new vocabulary and context and all of that is wonderful and well and good, but you're also having an experience reading. And what is that like as a teacher? How do you feel? I enjoy reading out loud to my students. I also see the excitement in their faces and the smiles when I'm reading out loud. And I've also noticed that after I've read the book, very often they will ask me if they can borrow the book. And I all I see that they're modeling what I'm reading. And sometimes I'll have a group of students sitting together and sounding out words or discussing the illustrations or even reading to each other. So that brings me lots of joy to see that what I'm doing is also benefiting all the students in my classroom. Yeah, an inspiring action. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Odyssey is founded in and driven by partnership, and we'd like to pause for a moment to highlight one of our long-term community partners, Asheville Rhythm, a local nonprofit. These folks bring international musicians to our town and provide a creative environment where people of all skill levels and traditions gather to explore, innovate, educate, and build community. If you're interested in fine-tuning your own rhythm, check them out. They offer weekly classes on our campus. You can find them on the World Wide Web. 
How do you find the books that you read to them? What, how do you choose what you want to read out loud versus what you might present in a different way? Well, sometimes um, I choose the books according to our thematic unit. For example, one year we studied about Malala. So I went and got a book about Malala and her life. So we learned about Malala fighting for education in her country in Pakistan and the things that she was feeling. So we talked about feelings. What was Malala feeling when she heard she wasn't allowed to go to school anymore? And what did Malala do? How did she empower other people to be an activist about what the issues that they feel that's really important to them? And other times I might choose books just about something specifically that might be happening in my classroom. For example, I might choose a book about feeling sad or feeling frustrated. So we'll read a book about these emotions and then we'll discuss what the characters in the book were feeling, what they were going through, and how did they resolve what they were feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're modeling on so many different levels. And, you know, I know that your classroom went through a book census Mm -hmm. last year and really tried to comb through your authors and content in with a a racial equity lens and um, you have a whole new set of books in the classroom now and are there any books in particular that either center people of color are published by or written by or illustrated by people of color that you want to share with our readers that are a good choice for reading out loud to kindergarten? When I read books to my students, I work really hard at trying to have a diverse amount of books. And one of my favorites is The Boy That Harnessed the Wind. And another one of my favorites is Julian is a Mermaid. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, these books tend to help my students learn about different cultures and help them to experience how other people might live in different cultures. Yeah, William Kamkwamba, who wrote The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, has both a kindergarten version and I don't know if he was the author of the kindergarten version or not, or if it was just about him. But his book, his memoir, is something that I've taught in middle school, too, to seventh and eighth graders. So that's a really cool opportunity if you're in a school with multiple grade levels where you can be teaching the same unit and have maybe um, overlapping read-alouds and have students interact and mentor each other across grade levels, which is really cool. I agree. Um, He inspired my students to also think about things that they would like to change in the world or in their community. Yeah, I love his dedication to going to the library. (laughs) That's something I lord over my students when I teach that book. Um, it's it's interesting. I'm actually about to teach a unit on To Kill a Mockingbird and then some self-selected uh, partner books that are all books written by people of color mm-hmm. to kind of balance out the white narrative of To Kill a Mockingbird, which is a classic and a banned book and is really fun to teach in a lot of ways. And reading out loud is really tricky in that book because of when it was written and the language that it uses. And that is an interesting question that I think teachers in our country face when they're teaching classics or literature Mm -hmm. from a certain age, how to handle dialect or how to as a white teacher or how to handle the N word Mm -hmm. and other racially charged words and sexually charged words. And what do we do about that? And that's not something you have to deal with in the kindergarten classroom, (laughs) I imagine. In the kindergarten classroom, when I read out loud to our students, I always make sure that it's a child-friendly book. 
like the boy who harnessed the wind i know there's two versions but it's a child-friendly version for my kindergarten class and i know when we're reading the classics it can, can be a challenge for some of the vocabulary that's used it's important to say the original words written by the author because I feel like it's important for our students to know how writing has changed over the course of generations. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about reading out loud in your classroom or across the grade levels? Reading out loud is very important for all the grade levels because each grade level is benefiting from different things. For example, the elementary school, the students might be learning about awareness and empathy, and it also fosters a love of reading. For middle school students, reading aloud improves listening skills and it's also a great bonding time for teachers and students together. It also provides positive modeling for middle school students. And for high school students, it helps students listen to high-level texts that they might generally not listen to, and also allows students to really hear the story, because sometimes when students read on their own, they're not getting everything that they can get from just listening to the story. So in the end, re reading aloud for high school students it really helps improve long-term reading successes. Students get to hear about pronunciations and reflections that they might miss in their own reading. So for me as an educator, a teacher, it's really important that reading aloud continues and happens in all the grade levels because I found that the benefits are so important to all the students. Thank you so much, Shirley. It was wonderful to talk with you about topic that is dear to my heart and I am inspired to go read right now. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. This has been an Odyssey School podcast. Thank you for joining us and please stay tuned for the next episode with an inspiring educator. This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gargarian, and the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud.